Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. I'm here with Kirk. And now, Kirk, why do you hate the Freedom Main Radio listeners so much? I mean, I love them with all my giant T-Rex beating heart. Why? Why pour the hatred on the listeners so much, uh, e- even more than me at times? What, uh, what prompted that for you? Well, it was actually a listening, I think it was a few weeks ago now, but I had hit, listened to you and it was, uh, I think what kind of started it was after you guys had sent out the State of Free Domain Radio, or um, with the thing Michael had done, basically, to me it was sort of like a perspective, this is kind of how I saw it, is for, you know, I, me being a donator and then seeing what what has happened and, and what you guys have accomplished over the like past few years and how much the stuff's grown, and I was really excited about that. And then to hear you say that there was like a rash of subscriptions that, uh, that canceled in one of the podcasts, you know, that just kind of bothered me because I, I don't know, I guess partly as part of donating, I kind of see it as a part of the division of labor and as me donating and you, you being a very, very good at what you do is, is changing the world in that sense. But to think of people when they find out something's doing well, and what it, to me is doing what, <laughs> what I'm donating for to cancel just is a little frustrating. Yeah, it sort of feels like uh, we, we're carrying this giant mattress up like 90 flights. And suddenly it was like, hey, you know, now we're doing, you know, two flights an hour rather than one. And then people are like, great, well, I guess I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to help with this. I'm going to go have a smoke. And they, they wander off. And uh, it was a little surprising. We thought that it was like saying to people, here's what you've donated for. And here's how we've grown. Isn't that great? And people, I think, were basically like, oh, well, I guess it doesn't need my help anymore. I mean, why give the guy a kidney if he's got two functioning kidneys, so to speak, which I think is sort of missing uh, missing the point of how little we've penetrated. Like, we've grown like crazy, but relative to the world that we need to talk to as a whole, it's, you know, it's um, minuscule. Yeah, and I think for me, and then it, then it was, you know, listening a little bit after that, too, and it was bringing up, you had talked, too, about um, the people suggesting advertising. And and to me, that's <laughs> right. that, that frustrates me as well, because I, I, I just... To me, that's I don't know. Maybe they maybe they just see it differently than I do. But to me, it's like like they're not quite getting it. If first of all, to me, it's it's a little bit I guess what I'd call passive aggressive. If someone comes up with an idea that's obvious and that you know that I, I've heard you um, reiterate not wanting to do it many times on the podcast, but uh, for people to still bring it up, and to me, it's just that I think obviously when you ask for donations, that someone's feeling a little bit of guilt or something like that, that uh, they're questioning, they're getting an uncomfortable feeling when you're asking. And then they're obviously suggesting ads. So that eliminates their, if he just does ads, then I wouldn't have to do anything. And so it's- Yeah, then I can watch and I've got my ad block running and uh, then uh, my guilt is, is relieved. And it is, t- you know, it's tough, you know, because people listen to this show and I mean, they probably do it with other shows too, but, but people listen to this show and it sort of reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show, uh, Dr. Phil. So every now and then I'll watch a Dr. Phil. And he gets people to come on the show whose lives are a complete disaster and who have zero insight 
into how their history may have shaped who they are, how um, their impulses may have arisen out of childhood trauma, or no insight whatsoever. And they say, I never miss a show. I've watched your show religiously. I've been watching it. I think he's been on the air like 10 or 11 years or something like that. I've watched every show. I, I TiVo them. I, I watch them slowly. I, I, you know, kiss the screen. I get static reflections in the deep corneas of my eyeballs and stuff. And I guess a lot of people think that that just viewing or consuming something is a way of learning it. And that's really not like I can watch a whole lot of tennis. That does not make me a tennis player. And I, I think people when I say you need to act on your values in whatever form that is, and donating is a pretty easy way to do it. It's a lot easier than most of the other alternatives, like confronting your friends and family about statism and child abuse and spanking and, you know, the military, you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever is pretty easy. But when I'm telling people, look, you need to stop listening, you need to start doing this is not a show for consumption uh, any more than you just read a diet book and say, well, that was interesting and, you know, face plant into three cheesecakes. You need to actually change your behavior based upon these values. I think because the show is quite entertaining, I think people then, they're kind of reminded that this is not just a fun show. This is not just a show where you get to watch people wrestle with their challenges or whatever, but it's a show for you to change your behavior. You know, I think it takes it takes that what they used to call the fourth wall in, in theater school. Like the fourth wall is you've got this, this room in a theater and then the audience, there's a wall missing and the audience can see what's going in. And sometimes you used to freak audience members out by crossing out from the fourth wall going and talking to the audience, involving them in the play and so on. And actually, um, a friend of mine was in a play where the, um, the, uh, the audience uh, sat on the stage and the entire t- play took, took place in where the audience normally seats. And it screws with people's perceptions. Mm-hmm. It makes them sometimes can make them quite upset. And so when I kind of reach through the screen, right, and say, no, 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 this is not for you to sit back and watch. This is, you know, you can watch it while you can listen to the show while playing World of Warcraft. That's fine. But at some point, the point of philosophy is to change your behavior. And donating is a pretty easy way to do that, to sort of put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Uh, and and I, think, I think that really bothers people. And the amount of backlash uh, that that seems to pop out whenever I remind people that they need to do something uh, uh, action-oriented with integrity, it's, it seems kind of shocking. Like a whole bunch of people come into an alcohol anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, then at some point someone says, you know, you really should stop drinking. And they're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm here for the stale coffee, the donuts, and the sweaty hugs from meatloaf. Uh, so they just, um, and they, they just, they really freak out. And then, um, as I've mentioned before, I think what happens, Kirk, is they go, into a parental alter ego. Like I'm coming up and saying, listen, um, I would like some reciprocal resources. And this is like a kid asking nasty parents for something. And I think that if they've had those kinds of bad childhoods, which is a real shame, I think that they switch into that parental alter ego and pour scorn out of a guilty conscience on the person who's asking for reciprocity. Uh, It is pretty tragic, but it, it certainly seems to happen every time. But that's just the price of asking for stuff. This is why a lot of people manipulate and do all this passive aggressive stuff because openly asking people for stuff is uh you know provokes a lot of uh, tension in people and can provoke a lot of hostility yeah and i think too is just the you know those conversations as well with you know as far as you i think it must put you into a a tough situation because you know trying to ask and and legitimately push push uh you know free domain radio forward you have to ask the stuff but yet that puts you in a then when people are fighting back, and then if you say something back, whether it's a dollar, 
uh, like the dollar um, donation thing <laughs> or something like that. It, it puts you in a tough spot to, you know, you still need to represent this, this stuff and, and, you know, actually ask for the stuff because, I mean, you're not going to get things, you know, if you don't ask for it. You have to, you know, be the forefront out there. But then it, I think that's where it's confusing. I think most people maybe get it confused or something like that. It's like that it's just for you. It's not like something, you know, more than that is, you know, it, like you know, if you run a business or anything like that, you know, hiring Michael or doing all this stuff, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And I could just, to me, I would just, I would feel like in your position too, is like, it's not like you're just asking it just for you, you know, but that's kind of the position they put you in, I guess it seems like. I don't know how. Well, I mean, it's for the show, right? I mean, yeah. I, I need, I need uh, food and shelter, but I mean, as Mike can probably testify, a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, people donate for, you know, this studio, they donate for the technical equipment, they donate for the travel expenses I sometimes have for speeches, uh, they donate for uh, lighting, for cameras, for audio, for bandwidth, for computers, for, I mean, you know, for research time, for the research time that we pay, for books that I have to buy. I mean, it's, you know, it's not cheap to run um, the biggest philosophy show around. But um, uh, people are, are kind of freaked out by just plain asking. And the other thing, too, is people then, you know, because, yeah, I'll occasionally I'll pour scorn on someone who sends me a dollar. I think that's kind of insulting. Uh, and I think it's pretty tragic because someone can send me a dollar and say, man, I'm really broke. This is all I've got. At which point I'll send the dollar back and say, listen, if, if this dollar is meaningful to you, please, God, don't send it to me. Like, oh, God, what a terrible thing that is, you know, Steph. With my last bit of energy, I could theoretically go and get a granola bar, but I'm sending the money to you. Uh. And it's like, God, if the dollar is meaningful to you, like if it's a significant portion of your daily food budget, for God's sakes, don't send it to me. I mean, that's not what I want, you know. Yeah. Well, the starving kid in India is going to die because someone wanted to send a dollar to free like don't do this. so when people say like but i made fun of the last guy for the dollar they said what if that's his last dollar it's like dude he's in college and he plays hockey do you know how expensive hockey is to play like five six seven thousand dollars a year i think he's not starving you know if, if somebody sends me um you know a billion dollars zimbabwe note that they could otherwise use to get medicine for their child i will mail it back to them and say with more money saying please don't you know don't send it to me so um but i just do the ad thing really briefly because people get get confused right uh, I want to be in the business of delivering philosophy to the listeners. As soon as I take ads, I am now in the business of, of delivering listeners to the advertisers. That is not a good thing. Um, I've also talked about, you know, I mean, in, in, the show, in the show, when we talk about you can't invade an anarchic country because it's so dispersed and spread out and there's no central tax base to take over. I like... Because I do stuff that's controversial. When I do stuff that's controversial, people get annoyed. And what do they do to people like Rush Limbaugh? They attack his advertisers, right? And so I don't want to have, you know, five advertisers that people can go after uh, and mount campaigns against if they get upset. I like being dispersed and spread out and people not knowing where the money uh, is coming from. I don't want to interrupt the show with advertisements. I just don't. You know, we talk about really intense, deep stuff in this show. And now it's like, you know, I'm sorry that you're sobbing about what happened to you when you're seven. 
but we really need to hear about some pill that's going to turn your toilet water into a geyser of potable drinking, uh, a, a potable drinking fountain. You just, you can't. I mean, you can't interrupt that kind of stuff with, with advertisements. I like doing the Peter Schiff show, but the commercial interruptions are a, a real challenge. You know, like 20, 30% of the time is commercials. And that's a lot worse uh, for me than, you know, donating 10 bucks a month. So like anyone who listens to a reasonable amount of, of material, um, like let's say that they listen to, I mean, let's just say 10 hours, uh, 10 hours a, um, a month. That's not much, right? 10 hours a month. And let's say that 30% of that time would otherwise be commercials, which is kind of the ratio in, um, in radio. So uh, I'm saving them three hours a month. And they're getting three hours of great content rather than three hours of ads or two hours or whatever. If someone donates for like 10 bucks a month, that's $3.33 an hour for their time where they get to listen to philosophy rather than ads. I think that's, I think that's great. So for a wide variety of reasons, it just doesn't. And also, I mean, let's say I advertise off YouTube. Well, recently we just got shut down after I came back from a speech in Amsterdam. Okay, so <laughs> if I'm going to rely on ads then that's it for my revenue if one place decides to pull me. Even if the advertisers are fine, if one place decides to pull me, whether it's YouTube or whatever, then that's it. Uh, whereas, of course, YouTube can pull me and the, um, the income can still continue with people who are... So it's a wide variety of things, but it is annoying. It's the Donnie-Kruger effect. People forget that I've been doing this for like seven or eight years. And before that, I was an entrepreneur for 15 years. So, you know, basically, I've got 20 to 23 years of entrepreneurial experience I've thought of ads, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's just how, how do you, you know, you know, like, it's like some musician who's really great is like, did you ever think of playing for other people? I mean, did you ever think that maybe you could like record a video and put it on YouTube? I think that happened to some Bieber fellow. And it's just like, wow, I guess you're right. I, you know, but everybody wants to be smart, not because they're smart, but because other people just are too dumb to tie their shoes together. Anyway, sorry for the rant, but that's, I wanted to sort of clear that up for people. It's not, uh, it's not a model that I feel comfortable with. I always want to be pointed uh, like a, a salmon in a swift current. I want to be pointed right at the listeners. And that means doing stuff that's meaningful for the listeners and that works and is powerful for the listeners. That's why we do so much call-in stuff. I mean, I enjoy it too. And that's why uh, I want the, the show to be funded by listeners. Uh, it is just, uh, it keeps it so, so much cleaner, the whole relationship. And also I want to bring up too, as far as with the advertisements is, and maybe you, maybe this is, this is kind of what I've gotten from it as well, as far as the show listening is that too is if you're going to get advertisers in that then if you went to advertisers your main thing is getting viewers is the amount of views that kind of stuff that's where you're going to be chasing that's what you would be chasing to get more money to like spread the show but you know a lot of the stuff i know that you're doing um whether it be more like uh, newsworthy stuff i think you guys just did something on benghazi or something like that that doesn't mean that you're converting these people that are listening, if you get a million views to watch Zimmerman, doesn't mean they're converting over and like starting to, you know, get rid of the illusions. They might just be interested and watch the video. But I well, yeah, and the the videos of the call-in shows. I mean, we one of the reasons we invested so much money in the studio was so that I could easily do video while doing the call-in shows. I simply cannot sit for three or four hours. It's bad for me, and I don't think as well. So I needed a place where I could sort of walk around and. So one of the reasons we're investing in all of that is to try and up the views of the call-in shows on YouTube. If we just look at the YouTube statistics, the call-in shows seem to be relatively unimportant. You know, they'll get 20,000, maybe maybe 30,000 if it's a big one. 
But in terms of podcast downloads, they are by far the biggest shows that people listen to. Uh, that that basically it's a, it's a giant call-in show delivery mechanism where they wade through all the other crap just to get. So we get hundreds of thousands of downloads of the call-in shows with like 20,000 maybe or 25,000 views on uh, YouTube. And that makes sense, right? It's a three or four hour show. People are going to sit there and watch a screen for that long and download it and listen to it as they roll around. So again, if we're doing advertisements, then we've got to jam a whole bunch of ads into the podcasts. And those ads, what happens if the, com- if the company goes out of business? Or what happens if the company says, I don't like your show anymore? You, talk to, you talked about my wife as an estrogen-based parasite. Uh, and, th- and therefore, we want to pull all of our ads out of your show. They're MP3s. They're embedded in. What are we going to do? Are we going to go back and slice and dice them all up? That will take, I can't even imagine how long that would take. And then do we put other ads in? Uh, or is some, anyway, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't work. I guess the point. So, yeah. So, sorry, people. Suck it up and pay. Uh, or live with a bad conscience, but don't take it out on me that stuff costs money. You know. I guess. I guess. I, I maybe I wasn't making my point clear. But what I was. I was kind of trying to say is that, for you know, as far as FDR, from what you've said, this is what I'm gathering is that you know it's to change the world of you know stop people from hitting in, in delusion and that kind of stuff. And I would think that a better marker of that would be donations, people freely donating for shows that are offered for free. Than people watching and getting advertisement, just looking at a bunch of views. You know, I'm, I I know for me is like once I was like I li- listened to you. I actually heard you on the Peter Schiff show first, and I started listening. I actually listened to Real Time Relationships was like the first thing. Um, and that's before we did the call in show, right? Yeah, you you, was, you called in with was, your that was, uh, then fiance. By the way, you did get married, right? So, yeah. congratulations. Thanks. That's fantastic. Thanks. How's it going with that? Just before we move on, it's good. It's good. Good. Okay. Really good. Okay. So sorry, you had me on the Peter Schiff show. And go yeah. On. No, but I was saying, so once I kind of, I listened to that book and it's like, you know, it started making sense to me. And then I, you know, started buying into, or I shouldn't even say buying in, but you know, it kind of unlo- unlocked a new way of thinking for me is to see kind of the world for the way it really was. And then that's what, then once I saw that, then I kind of saw like, well, for me, it was following my values would be donating. I think I started out with, you know, with like 10 or $20 donation subscription or something like that. And, you know, I've went up from there, but it's kind of like the more I, I, more it changed my life, the more I wanted to help others, I guess. That's kind of more, and that's the other thing I want to talk about too, is why I donate is to help others. It's not for me. I mean, once I've listened to some or something like that, but I'm not going to stop donating because if I, if there's shows I'm not going to listen to or something like I'm not donating per show. I don't even see it like that. I see it as like, I, I guess it's for me, it's like having empathy for myself. If I, if, if someone would have got to my parents or something like that, when they were younger, if they had something like this, or, you know, luckily it got to me before I had kids and, you know, to end that, in that cycle for anyone else. And I mean, that's really, to me, what's so important, but I think that's, that's a better marker of, of the success is the donations that you're getting. So I think that, you know, that's going to, relying on donations and to keep you <laughs> driving towards that, that which is best for, for the world, I guess. If, if, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I think it makes sense. To some degree, I think you're saying that the donations scale more in terms of, of how uh, Mike and I can view them and, and how we view our contribution than an ad. An ad is going to be the same if, if, like if the person is blown away by the show and it changes their life, then they've watched one ad. 
And if they're like, well, you know, it was an okay show, but I was just listening to it in the background while I was doing my hair or whatever, they've just, so we don't know the difference. With donations, people can say, damn, Steph, that was a fantastic show. Here's $3, you know, rather than two or, or one or something. <laughs> just kidding. But no, they can donate or They can say this show, like we sometimes get donations where people say, this show just blew me away. And then if they give a substantial donation, then it's like, okay, well, that show, you know, at least for this person, it's more measurable in terms of its impact with money than it is in terms of its impact uh, with, um, with just a click. I mean, we don't know. It's just, it's, it's like binary as opposed to scalar, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the other thing too is about that dollar thing. I was thinking about that. Uh, I was I was going to try a little experiment with uh, similar to that. I was going to tell some, write it down on a receipt at a restaurant. Really, really great service, best ever. One dollar tip, <laughs> but I, I just couldn't seem to get my. Oh, no. to do that. I thought I would make. Don't, don't make bad. the waiter suffer because someone is um yeah, is that way inclined for this uh, for this show. And I used to refund those. Like for me, anything I'd get that was a couple of bucks, I just I would just refund them because I was just like, like I don't <laughs> I don't want it. I, I, I just buy the buy. And people say, well, but Steph, you have a hundred and sixty thousand subscribers, one hundred seventy five thousand. If every one of them donated a dollar, it's like yes. And if all the rain in the world fell on me, I would be crushed. But it doesn't. It's anyway. Uh, so it does uh, it does kind of spread out, but. Um, I used to refund them, but people then would get really upset and say, oh, my, my $3, I guess, wasn't good enough for him. And they'd type all over Facebook and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, forget it. It's like it's too much work to refund. I'll just every now and then point it out. that uh, Because if somebody sends me a dollar along with you changed my life, I mean, it's, it's so not in the other person's shoes yet that I don't actually believe I've changed their life yet. You know, change my life would be, you know, a year ago, I would have just sent a dollar and thought that was great. Now I understand. I empathize with what it's like to be on the receiving end of you change my life. Here's a dollar. And so I'm going to just send you a nice note. I would way much better get a nice note than a dollar. You know, I mean, because that, you know, people say, oh, man, I don't have much money. But and I'm like, I'm always super polite. And thank you. You know, and that's wonderful to hear. And obviously take care of yourself before feeding the Internet beast of free domain radio. But it just it speaks that they, they still don't get what the show is about if they don't understand what it's like to be on the receiving end of getting a buck while saying, here's my really, really expensive hobby and you changed my life. Uh, it means that I, I haven't actually changed their life. That's kind of why I want to still refund it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of telling you with that <laughs> that the show hasn't had the effect that they're saying. And, then, and if you don't say something back to that almost, it's like <laughs> – you know, it's kind of almost like you're let, you're letting it it stay. Not that I guess you're obligated to tell them anything. Um, yeah, and I mean, what's wrong with you know? The funny thing is, you know, I, I have this whole book about being honest about your thoughts and feelings in the moment. And you get a donation like that. What's wrong with being honest about my thoughts and feelings in the moment? Yeah, you know, people can just get mad at me. It's like, well, Steph, you shouldn't feel that way. Hey, I stubbed my toe. You can you can say to my toe, it should feel differently. But this how it feels. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest about it. Uh, but uh, but it's good to prick people's conscience once in a while. And it's also great to take the giant fire hose of the band hammer, like to the YouTube channel <laughs> and to the uh, message board from time to time and to Facebook. You know, when you say stuff that really pricks people's bad conscience, if they if they believe in, in economics, but they are and they say, well, we don't need the government because the problem of the free rider can be solved in a free society. And then they themselves are a free rider who refuses to pay for something. Um, then, uh, you know, if they get angry, it's just, <laughs> 
The Banhammer is thirsty for the blood of trolls this morning. <laughs> she shall drink deep of the blood of the goblin trolls. Uh, and it's great. I just I love just cleaning those people out. And, you know, uh, the last thing I want is for a total dickhead to, t to say to people how much he loves Free Domain Radio. Like, I think that is uh, really, really fantastic. Um, like, you want the fattest people in the world to say they hate your diet book, not that they love your diet book. And so uh, getting trolls angry and storming out is like, mwah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it smells like victory. It smells like delectable troll farts of exit strategy. So uh, I sort of want to point that out. And there's this weird thing in business where you have to keep all your customers. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, man. The idea that the customer is always right and you keep all your customers uh, is fine for retail when people are cycling through, but it's not, uh, not for any kind of... Uh, uh, any kind of movement that aspires to uh, any kind of virtue. Anyway, sorry, I'm sort of rambling, yeah. but I hope that but makes some like, sense. It's like Pareto's law that 20% of your customers would take up 80% of your time. <laughs> yeah, and and if if people are you know trolley or 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 difficult or negative or or volatile or something like that. I want them to really not like this show. And that way they keep other people away from the show, you know, like because anyone who says, you know, this guy's a real asshole. I'm not speaking about the dollar guy. I'm just speaking in general. This guy's a total asshole and he really hates that show. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I think I should go check out the show. Yeah. If assholes hate it, it's got to have something to it. But if he's a complete asshole and he's like, oh, I'm a huge fan of free domain radio, then people are like, oh, no, I, uh, I don't really, you know, it's not like a movie where you, you take the 10 bucks from the asshole as, as much as from the nice guy. Uh, I, that's not, you know, <laughs> that's not what you want at all. What you want is to, um, uh, you know, if you know the movie critic is going to hate the movie, you don't let him in. But you don't know he's a movie critic and you don't know if he's going to hate the movie. Um, but in this kind of thing, keeping people away from the show is, you know, 51, 49, 51%, we want to bring great people to the show, 49%, we want to drive douchebags away from the show. Uh, that is essential. Because, and if I was advertising, I wouldn't care. No. Right? If, if I was advertising, we're like, hey, you know, trolls come click, you know, eh, pff, no problem, you know, it gets me more money. But with this situation where the quality of the community, the quality of the listenership and so on is really important to, to especially to donators like yourself, you know, driving people away from the show is um, uh, is is almost as important a job uh, as bringing them in. Yeah, and I think I think the fact that you're doing that and 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 having it free and then taking donations, although I, even for myself when I first started donating, it it does put you in a in a weird situation that you're not used to. It's like, oh, here's this for. It's not like if you had like a subscription and just said, oh, you had to pay this much. It kind of takes the onus off yourself. Like, oh, I don't. You know, okay, I just pay this, and and we're good. We're equal, right? Or we're, we're, we're even. Or if it was advertisements, oh, I don't have to pay anything. I just have to watch these ads or whatever. But when you say, here's this, uh, and and it's not like a good like you know. Sometimes they have the donation car washes, so you go there and you're like, well, how much should I donate? You kind of have an idea about what they're expecting or something like that. And this, and you know, it's not their living, right? It's just a it's a charity, so. <clears throat> It's not like the kids go hungry if you don't give them ten bucks for the car wash or whatever, right? Well, and I think that's that that might be some of the the thing with free domain radio because it is such a valuable thing, and I don't know for me in my life it was that you kind of never feel I, even even for me I never feel quite right about what I'm doing. It's like a thing that I have to weigh in my I'm constantly weighing. You kind of 
it does feel like some pressure in a sense, but I, I to me, I think it's good because it really makes you uh, accountable to yourself and your values. But it does kind of yeah. I mean, I I want people to donate because they get it. Yeah, Be- because they they really get what volunteerism is is all about. You know, <clears throat> here's the thing, right? So so virtuous people, if they know they can shoplift, they won't shoplift. Right? They, 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 they won't. Like if you knew for sure I could go and grab this iPad or this candy bar, walk out of the store and never get caught, a virtuous person would not even be tempted. Yeah. Not even be tempted. You know, like if I find a cell phone, dial the number here, you know, give it back to you. I don't want a, uh, a reward or whatever just because I know if I lost my cell phone, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you, know, you just do the right thing. And this is sort of an, a, a test of, of people's virtue which is you can shoplift the shows. There's no security guard. The candy is all out there on the counter. Uh, you can go and take it and you can wander off if you want. But there's a little sign there that says, you know, 50 cents a show or 50 cents, you know, for a candy bar or whatever. But you can grab them and you can walk out if you want. You can come back later, right? So a virtuous person is like, okay, well, so uh, if that's the deal, right, if the show takes donations, then obviously uh, I will donate. Uh, 50 cents a show is very low. Some of the shows are like three or four hours or whatever. And so this is, this is sort of the question uh, that people ask themselves is that if there was a store that had um, a suggested donation for whatever you consume, would you just go in and grab it and run away and sort of, ah, I got some stuff for free? Well, then you're not a good person yet, right? But if, if you come and, and you partake and you listen and they keep reminding you in every show, hey, you know, you got to donate. You should really donate. You should really donate. Will you actually do it? Well, it's a store with, uh, you know, vague prices and no security guards and everything's out there on the counter and uh, you leave a tip if you want. If you don't, well, you got to look into your own ethics around that situation. And that's why, but I can't tell people to do it. And the moment I charge them for it, then people are just, ah, I've anonymously seeded them. Good luck finding me. You know, forget that, right? That's just an invitation for people to try and mess with your business model. But I know when people donate, uh, if they're long-term listeners and if they're getting real value out of the show, I know, like you, that they they get it, right? They're going into a store. The store owner needs to live. Uh, he's offering his wares for free. Here's, uh, uh, not for free, but here's a suggested donation. You know, eat, eat what you want, pay on the way out. And if there's a restaurant that says, eat what you want and pay whatever you think it's worth on the way out, here's what we suggest. And you don't pay and you keep coming back and you keep eating and you go out and you don't pay and you keep coming... I mean, at some point, people got to say, well, I'm listening to a show about ethics, but I'm consuming without reciprocity and I'm going against the request of uh, the support of the show. And I don't, you know, all I can do is keep making the case. Um, and maybe people have never encountered someone who makes a passionate case without aggression. Um, and maybe they don't, they've not come across someone who like, I don't feel that uncomfortable asking for donations. I mean, God, I was doing sales for 15 years off and on before that, asking for like a million dollars for a software package, 50 cents a show. It's nothing. But it's not really up to my level of comfort, right? The important thing is the more that I money I get, the better quality shows I can produce, the more travel I can do, the more people I can hire to do to do research and and the you know, the quicker we can finish a documentary and the other things that we're working on. And it's not about my level of comfort. It's about well, every time I do a show, then, you know, a hundred people or a thousand people or whoever knows what the number is, will stop hitting their children. So the fact that it may or may not be uncomfortable to me, it's, a, it's completely irrelevant. 
I mean, it's completely irrelevant. I mean, if, if you're running to save someone and you stub your toe a tiny little bit, you stop and say, ooh, my toe, I, uh, I really, you know, it's like, no, I got to go. My, my kid is hanging from a, uh, you know, hanging from a bush on a cliff edge and I got to go and save that person. And you don't really think about your level of comfort or, you know, whether you stubbed your toe or whether you stumbled a little bit. I mean, you just, because the, the, the urgency is that high. And maybe people have not met someone who recognizes the, the true urgency of the mission. And, you know, I'm sorry if it makes people uncomfortable, but we really have a whole lot of children to save from being yelled at and hit. Uh, and I don't frankly give a fuck if it makes people uncomfortable. That's the mission. Yeah, and, I, I, and maybe that's part of the thing is that if they, they don't see it, they, they see it more as entertainment and not as like a world-changing type thing. If- then, yeah, then those people should, you know, take a fly and get the hell out of here us you know it's like please do not uh, stick around the show if it's an entertainment value only i would rather cut the show's numbers in half or three quarters and have the people who are really dedicated because you know like four percent of people donate to the show or you know depends you know it's how you measure it or whatever but it's it's definitely low low to mid single digits so you know we could you know we could cut the show by like 90 percent of listeners and still have the same income and I think uh, that, you know, if I could sort of snap my fingers and do that, I'd be sorely tempted. Of course, the goal is that some of the other people are just starting out. They're just listening. Maybe they've never heard a donation request, although it's in almost every show. Uh, it's in almost every outro. Uh, and it's definitely in the low bar for every uh, video. And uh, so, yeah, people are just cruising along and maybe they just haven't kind of got around to it or they haven't really tried to implement the values, uh, the, the sort of uh, the RTR stuff, the honesty stuff, the integrity stuff. But yeah, I am, you know, you know, the people who are just like, hey, that guy makes some funny jokes. It's like, please go see a comedian uh, who's not invested in virtue because this is I don't want people orbiting at that distance. Uh, it's just it's bad for the whole solar system. Yeah, I, you, I, it's, it's kind of amazing to imagine like only like four percent. But um, you would you would it would it would seem hard for me to believe. I guess it's kind of dumbfounding to me. The, to listening to these call-in shows and imagining the uh, the stuff that people are getting to talk about and and uh, uh, kind of trying to change in their lives is like it's it's so um, I mean I don't it's just so powerful as far as for me listening that you would think that people would understand it more. I know you've read some stuff from people that have wrote in and um, how it's changed their life and stuff and. and things with kids. And I know like for me too, I've wrote into, you know, Michael and too, and talked about stuff that's changed in my life for my whole family, really, you know, it's like taking this stuff back and, you know, now my brother and my sister, you know, when they have kids, they're not going to hit, they're not, you know what I mean? And taking that stuff to change it throughout families and even talking to people at my work, I, you know, talk with them about, you know, not hitting their kids, not doing that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, trying to spread the message that way. And it's it's amazing. I mean, because this stuff is only, you know, I know you say as, as far as multi-generational, but you think of stuff like Bitcoin and things like that. But, you know, as smart as, as, smart as kids are, and it really, if you do, it, it really is about how you approach them and talk to them. And they're not far from changing. The, the kids are, they're already, they've already changed. You know what I mean? It's just us not changing them the wrong way, I guess, is, is the thing. So I, I just can't believe that people don't get behind this a little bit more. Um, well, I mean, I, 
to to translate from theory to action is is a domino effect, right? So it's like, okay, fine, I'll donate twenty bucks a month, or you know, what is that, eighty cents a day, or something like that. Then what happens is your brain says, shit, really? What? We're not just listening. We're going to actually start to change our behavior based on philosophy. And if, again, I'd rather like if I would rather people donate much less money and spend more time doing, you know, what you're doing. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate your support as well. But, you know, if people were saying, well, you know, I can only afford five bucks a month, but I have committed to telling 10 people a month about uh, peaceful parenting. Mwah, fantastic. You know, then I can live on the five bucks a month and I'm much happier than for that. But um, I don't think people really get what it's like to actually just start living your values in, in whatever way, shape or form. And it's hard for me to sort of explain to people and you're just, you're just happy, right? But I think you'd mentioned that you felt a sort of before and after when you began to sort of support the show and, and really put stuff into practice. It, it makes a big difference that you can't really explain to people before they do it. I guess I was kind of talking about the um, transitions I went through since I started donating and that, you know, like I was saying about it being a, something that's kind of up to your conscience and that I felt there was times where I felt like I wanted to quit donating and I was saying it had nothing to do with the show or anything that was going on, not that the show wasn't good or anything like that. But it, I don't know. It's just like a, a weird – it was just like a weird relationship for me to myself, like donating to some – I don't know if it was like doing good or following my values, you know. But – Well, I, we, look, we, we all want to jump out of philosophy from time to time. I mean we, we all do. I mean there's nobody who quits smoking who says – Ah, that was wonderful. I'm never going to have an urge for a cigarette again, right? I mean, we all raised to be addicts to illusion um, in, in, you know, through, through government schools, through religion, through family structures that are often dysfunctional. We're all raised to be addicts to illusion. Philosophy is saying, screw the illusions, I'm going for truth, reason and evidence. But it's not like that just changes. I mean, there's times when I've wanted to just say, screw it, I'm going <laughs> Back to the I've changed my name. Go back to the software world. That's you know because there's this steady income and and uh, less controversy and so on. But yeah, we all want to get off. Of course we do. Absolutely. I mean, this is true of all change until it, like people who were were quitting um, or wanted to end slavery. I mean, some of them were like, oh, I don't know, it's a moral crusade, but you know, it's kind of dangerous, kind of upsetting. People were getting mad at me. Now we're not tempted by slavery at all, at least the overt kind. But yeah, during that time of transition, I mean. There's no like, oh, I just I took the red pill and now I'm never tempted <laughs> by the blue pill and I never want to go back. Of course, I mean, that's natural. You want to quit donating. I want to quit doing the show. Uh, it, it happens from time to time and you just say, OK, well, this is just my addiction trying to lure me back. And, uh, you know, you listen to it and you, you negotiate with it and you move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's true is, you know, as far as those times are pretty, pretty much long gone. And I, and it does feel good knowing to, uh, I think that's the positive end of like the, uh, of donating for me is to knowing that there's people and hopefully there are people out there that can't afford it, that, you know, my donations enable them to be able to listen, you know, and that's, that's the person I imagine I'm helping that there's someone that's, you know, listen, they're, they're not hitting their kids or someone that's, you know, changing their mind or maybe there's someone like seeing you, just even the fact of this, there might be someone you know, that's in their teens right now that's hearing you and saying, wow, this guy can make it doing philosophy as a podcast. I want to do that. And he's going to dedicate his life to doing that. And like, you know. And he might, you know, that person, that man or woman might leave me completely in the dust, might be like, fantastic. 
uh, at, and way better at what I do. You never know who you're going to reach, who's going to have either money or talent or resources, who is going to just be the next great big thing and can take it far further than maybe I could for whatever reason. And that's uh, what people help as well. Or the people who say, well, I used to listen to that show. It hugely helped me. And now I've moved on. And therefore, I'm not going to donate anymore. Or, you know, and again, I, when I say that, I always mean time and or money or whatever it is, right? And it's sort of like, well, it's like, they, well, I graduated from that school, so I'm never going to, you know, but they have this whole alumni thing where you give money to the school, even though you've graduated because you want other people to have the great educational experience that you had, even though you're no longer attending the school, people kind of kind of get that, you know, uh, it's like, well, I was baptized, so I'm never going to contribute another penny towards baptisms. It's like, no, that's, you know, according to the philosophy or the theocracy, that's how you get into heaven and so on. So yeah, even people who say they've moved on, it's like, okay, well, they had a huge positive impact in your life. And so you can help that spread to other people who with whom it can have the same positive impact, but you know, keep sharing or keep donating or whatever it's going to be. But uh, people are like, well, I've moved on. And it's like, philosophy is not the kind of thing that you just kind of well, A, you don't just move on from it, you know, uh, and, and B, even if you found some way to do it, um, the more people share, the more they support the show, the further philosophy can reach. And, you know, we've got some significant competition. You know, we can't dunk babies' heads in waters. We can't snip the ends of uh, penises uh, off for kids. We can't uh, get tithes. We can't, you know, I'm not going to threaten people with hell. Uh, all I'm going to do is remind them that uh, the buffet is free, but donations are necessary for the food. And so don't uh, <laughs> don't steal, basically. Yeah. Well, I, now listen, uh, Kirk. Um, we can move on because I know you had it another. Um, we can sort of switch uh, if you want because uh, you had another question. Should we just like hang up and, and call back about about that? Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay, fantastic. Right. And thanks. thanks for talking to me. Oh, thanks for bringing it up. It's obviously a big topic and uh, and something that you know we as a community. I mean, I make my requests. We as a community can talk about if there's better ways to do it or or better ways to to spend time, energy, and resources to spread philosophy. You know, I'm certainly happy to hear it. But uh, I appreciate you bringing up this topic, and of course, I hugely appreciate the support that you've shown the show. And uh, I'm glad that uh, glad that you got married and you're enjoying it. Oh, thank you.